We do praise the King of Kings, God's Son, Jesus Christ. And we have a reason to praise and worship Jesus Christ. He endured the cross, came out of the tomb. Forever he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus calls us to run the race of faith. In fact, if you look in the New Testament and you pay attention to Jesus calling his disciples, he simply said to them, follow me. They dropped their fishing nets, left their tax booths, and followed him. One of the men that Jesus called to follow him was a man known as Saul. He was a persecutor of the church, a persecutor of Christians, followers of the way, and a persecutor of the Lord Jesus himself. This man Saul didn't realize the wrong that he was doing in his life until he met Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. And he met the resurrected Jesus Christ. In a vision, the Lord Jesus appeared to this man and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul realized that he had been living his life for the wrong reason. Instead of doing what God wanted him to do, he was completely and totally opposed to doing what God wanted him to do. But when he met Jesus, Jesus didn't say, get out of my way, I don't need you. Jesus said, Saul, get in my way, follow me. I want to use you and work through you for my honor and glory. And the Lord turned this man, Saul, the persecutor of the faith, into Paul, an apostle of the Christian faith, missionary to the Gentiles. And this Paul, the apostle, wrote some famous words in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, that we've been looking at the last few weeks and that we're going to look at together again this morning. I want to invite you to turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, once again this morning, as we look together at the call of God in Christ Jesus. In these verses, the Apostle Paul illustrated the Christian life as a race of faith. The thought that I want to present to you from this passage of Scripture this morning is that we are to press on in the faith according to the call of God. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Let's read these verses once again and focus on the call of God in verse 14. The Bible says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. 
reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The call. If we are to press on in the faith, then we must do so according to the call of God. And sometimes you hear this word, the call of God, and you kind of get confused. At least I have in my Christian life, because I would hear this word call of God in a church service and go, well, what exactly is God calling me to do? Is he calling me to do this? Is he calling me to do that? What is God's will for my life? When Paul talks about this word call here in Philippians 3, 14, he's not so much talking about a specific idea of, is God calling you to go to KFC or to go pick up a rotisserie chicken for lunch after church service? He is talking about God calling you to follow God's Son, Jesus Christ. That's what God has called all of us to do, right? So instead of thinking about, well, what is God calling me to do tomorrow? Is he calling me to leave my job and go to the mission field in Africa? Is he calling me to go and talk to this person or that person about Jesus? Think about it this way. God is calling you to follow his son, Jesus Christ, and to call others to follow Jesus along the way. It's as simple as that. No reason to overthink it, no reason to be confused. That is the call of God for your life, to follow Jesus Christ. Just as Jesus called his disciples, follow me, so he is calling you to follow him. There's no need to be confused about what this call is. And when we think about the idea of call within this analogy that Paul's making in a spiritual race of faith, I want to take you back to those playground days when you raced your buddies. And you remember, you'd get next to somebody and think, I'm faster than him, I'm faster than her. You'd line up. And somebody would say, on your mark, get set, go. That's the call, right? On your mark, get set, go. There was somebody that initiated a call. Somebody that called you to begin the race. For us, this person is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. If you want to press on in the faith according to the call of God, there's three responses that you must make to Jesus' call. And the first one is this, you must recognize the relationship of the call. You must recognize the relationship of the call. That means you need to know who is calling you. And it is God's Son, Jesus Christ. Did you see that at the end of verse 14? This is an upward call of God in Christ Jesus. When Jesus came to this earth, he was showing people, this is the way to the Father through me. Jesus, in fact, would tell people in John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. 
You need to know that God is calling you through his son, Jesus Christ. This call, one Bible dictionary puts this way, is an invitation of experience to a special privilege and responsibility. It can be translated as call, calling, or invitation. In the Bible, this word call refers almost exclusively to a call of divine initiative to enter into God's kingdom and into his kingdom work. This calling is a state of having been called to a particular task and to a particular relationship. To call someone in this sense means to invite them to accept responsibilities for a particular task, implying a new relationship to the one who does the calling. Jesus himself is calling us to run the race of faith. It's not just about what you're running for. It's about who you are running to. Jesus is the one who says, follow me. He doesn't just say, go and do a bunch of good works. He didn't just say, go and do a bunch of great stuff for the kingdom of God. Jesus said, follow me. That is, you are to enter into an abiding relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And as you run this race of faith, you are pursuing the Lord Jesus wholeheartedly. This call is a call to a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Which should bring you great comfort. Because there is not a place that God will call you to go where his son Jesus is not already there. Isn't that wonderful? When God says, go share the gospel with your coworker, he's not saying, go over there and I hope you do okay. You're on your own from here. He's saying, go share the gospel with your coworker because I have already paved the way for them to be saved through my sacrificial death on the cross for their sins. When God calls you to ministry, be it volunteering to help with Awana on Wednesday nights or being a small group leader for our youth or maybe even calling you to preach or calling you to the mission field or calling you to some other ministry capacity. The Lord isn't saying, go do this over there while I stay over here. He's saying, this is where I'm working. Just join me in what I'm already doing. You know, if any of you ever run like on purpose for exercise, good. We don't, oh man, we do have a few weird people out there. Okay. No, I, I, I do. I probably don't do as much as I should, but it just, it hurts, man. It just does. We got a few guys uh, in, in our church, a few friends of mine that run and, uh, and they run together and they like to run. They're, they're, they're really weird. Um, but they do, they, they like to run. Um, Jordan's married to one, so we need, we need to pray for Jordan. Uh, Brody Van Winkle uh, runs, Adam Staples runs, a bunch of those guys run together. And I remember one time talking to Brody about their running routine and thinking, man, I, I just, I, I don't want to do that. But part of the reason that these guys enjoy running so much 
is because of what Adam Staples told Brody one day when they were running. We're not just doing this for exercise. We're raising our kids together out here because they'll talk to each other about big things in life, about what God wants them to do and how God wants them to pursue him. When we think of running the race of faith, we don't just need to think of an arduous, painful task that we're doing on our own. But we need to think about the race of faith as going step by step with Jesus in relationship. In fact, for some of you, you may need to think of the race of faith as a walk with God because the thought of running just scares you to death and it makes you want to give up before you even start. Did you know that um, even a more common metaphor in the Bible than running the race of faith is walking with God? In fact, we've seen that some in the Old Testament book of Genesis we've been studying in first groups. You remember that guy, Enoch, that walked with God and he was not for God took him? You remember that guy named Noah who was an upright man in his day and his generation who found favor with God because he walked with God? That is, he was in step-by-step relationship with the one true God. When God calls you, he's calling you to a relationship with himself. He is the source, the author of your call. And you need to recognize this relationship. Living the Christian life is not just about you trying to be like Jesus on your own. It's about you imitating Jesus as he shows you step by step in your walk with him how to live, how to speak, how to act. And it's a wonderful relationship. In order to press on in the faith according to the call, you need to recognize the relationship of the call. But you also need to realize the responsibility of the call. That is, you are actually walking with Jesus somewhere. God is calling you to do something alongside him. This is an upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The responsibility of the call is simply this. You were called to follow Jesus, and as you follow Jesus, you are called to call others to follow Jesus Christ. This is a high calling, some translations say, or a holy calling, or a heavenly calling. That is, you're not just running a race with your legs on the ground of this earth. You are walking by faith in the heavenly realm, in the spiritual realm. You are doing what Paul wrote to the Colossians when he said, set your minds on things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, not on things that are on this earth. You have a great responsibility as you follow Jesus. Jesus put it this way in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age." You see, this Christian race of faith 
is not just a race you run on your own, and it's not just a race that you and Jesus run together. It's a race that everyone who chooses to follow Jesus runs. And isn't it good to have running buddies? For those of you weird people that run, you already know this. For those of you who are like me and you just are lazy, let's just face it, that's who we are, right? Uh, you, you might want to know something about running, especially if, you, if you're running a race. When teams are formed in cross-country races, they will often spur each other on in a race. One person will set the pace. Another person through the race will be the one to make the pace faster. Another person will be the encourager. Somebody will be the one who will take charge and lead the way for the team. When we run the race of faith, we have a responsibility to follow Jesus ourselves and to bring others around us to follow him as well. In other words, you can't truly follow Jesus if you're not calling other people to follow Jesus. Did you hear that? You cannot truly follow Jesus if you're not calling other people to follow Jesus. You say, Jacob, but man, I'm praying, I'm reading my Bible, I'm giving, I'm going to church, I'm serving. That's great. But Jesus said, go and make disciples of all the nations. And if you're going to follow Jesus, you know what you have to do? You have to go and make disciples of all the nations. Because that's what Jesus has done. And that's what Jesus is calling us to do. It's a huge responsibility. But again, it's one that we don't do on our own. It's called the Great Commission because God is working in and through us as believers together. We are to run the race of faith by realizing the responsibility of the call. God actually wants us to do something with our time and our life, our resources and our energy here on this earth. He expects us to run. Wouldn't it be crazy if you were standing at that starting line on the playground and somebody said, ready, set, go, and you just didn't go? When the Lord Jesus calls us to follow him, he is expecting us to put our faith into action. There is a task to which God has called us. We need to share the gospel. Paul did this I mean, everywhere he went. And it's amazing to think about the radical transformation that took place in his life. When he met Jesus on the road to Damascus and he chose to follow Jesus, he wasn't ashamed of the gospel. He would tell people boldly, this is who I was before I knew Jesus. I used to arrest these Christians. I persecuted them. I wanted to eradicate these followers of the way. But Jesus forgave me of all of my sins. And he's given me a new life. And I want every person that I come in contact with to know Jesus. That's how he lived out his Christian life. That's how he ran the race of faith. By understanding his responsibility 
to follow through with the call. And Paul did this with a man named Timothy. Paul came to a place on his missionary journey and called this young man to follow Jesus wholeheartedly. Paul taught this young man what it was like to pursue Jesus with a pure heart and holiness. And he would write to this young man in 2 Timothy chapter 4. I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And this brings us to the third response that we all must have to the call of God in Christ Jesus. Not only are we to recognize the relationship of the call and realize the responsibility of the call, but we also need to receive the reward of the call. You know, there's two big calls that happen in a race. We talked about one, on your mark, get set, go. That's the starting point, right? But then there's a call at the end, after you cross the finish line. You ever watched people in a race before? And after the race is over with, and the winners are declared, they will announce, first place goes to Mr. Paul Forrester. You look like a runner this morning, Paul. I'm going to pick on you. And if you win first place, what do you get to do? You are called up to a podium, a platform, where you stand and you receive a medal or a trophy. A prize of some type. It's, a, it's interesting in this passage, there's a little bit of debate amongst these people that study the Greek language that the New Testament was written in as to whether this heavenly or upward refers to the prize or to the calling. But what's interesting is this. The calling is the prize and the prize is the calling. It's incredible when you really look at this passage. The upward call of God in Christ Jesus is itself a prize. When the Apostle Paul wrote to these believers in Philippi, he wanted to encourage them to keep pressing on in the faith. Because God was calling them to a higher calling than people who run races on this earth. He was calling them with a heavenly calling. Woost in his word studies of the Greek New Testament put it this way. The words high calling have the idea of a calling which is from heaven and to heaven. Not necessarily a calling in life, but a call from heaven to always heed in our life on this earth. In the Olympic track races, people will start and they'll run around the track in a loop. In some of those races, Finishing at the same point or just after the point where they started the race. Jesus himself is calling us and he's calling us to himself. 
It's a loop that we make in our spiritual walk with God. Jesus says, follow me. Why? So that you can ultimately, finally, and forever be with him in heaven. Isn't this wonderful to think about? Your ultimate prize, even after you receive one of these crowns for running the race of faith well, is to lay your crown at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ who ran the race before you did. The ultimate reward of our faith, if we run the race of faith faithfully, is to be with Jesus Christ forever. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, the Apostle Paul put it this way. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author, the one who said, go. The one who said, follow me. And the finisher of our faith. The one who is awaiting us in heaven to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. God has called us through his son, Jesus Christ, to run a race of faith, to follow Jesus and to call others to follow Jesus so that ultimately we can be with Jesus in glory forever. In a race, only one person wins, gets the trophy, right? I mean, you guys know that. Sprinkles are for winners. Everybody can have ice cream, but sprinkles are for winners. In the race of faith, Jesus Christ has already won the race. He is sitting upon the throne of heaven in glory. And for those who follow Jesus in faith, we get to join him in his glory bringing honor and glory to him as we worship him for all of eternity. I want you to understand, this is what God has called you to. This is why God has created you, to live in an eternal relationship with him. And there may be some of you who are here this morning who are not running the race of faith. Because you don't know Jesus Christ. In fact, some of this sounds like a foreign language. As I'm speaking to you this morning, a race of faith? What are you talking about? If you're here this morning and you don't know God through His Son, Jesus Christ, God wants you to follow Jesus. Jesus said in Luke 9, 23, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So if you're here today and you've just kind of been going through this world aimlessly, 
wandering without any direction or purpose, thinking that this whole time you're here on this earth, you don't know why you're here, what purpose you have. I want to share with you this morning, you have purpose through the calling of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus left heaven and came to earth, lived a perfect life and died on the cross for your sins. He rose again to new life so that all of us who are wandering this world aimlessly, going through this life without any purpose or direction, can be forgiven of our sins. Whether you're Saul, the persecutor of the church, or just some person that doesn't know what life is all about. If you will choose to follow Jesus Christ, he'll forgive you of your sins and give you new, abundant, and eternal life. You just got to follow him in faith. Call upon him as Lord and just go. As he calls you to follow him, you just step out in faith and go. You choose to lay everything else aside, all the weight, all of the sin, and pursue Jesus wholeheartedly. And if that's you here this morning, I want to invite you to press on in the faith according to the call of God. Come to know Jesus today. Others of you may be here in this room this morning and you came to know Jesus some time ago. You began to run this race of faith, but for whatever reason, you've become distracted. Maybe there's some sin in your life that has gotten you off track from following Jesus wholeheartedly. Maybe there's some weight of some distractions in this world that have taken your eyes off of the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you choose to lay those things aside? God has given you a high calling, a heavenly calling. It's time to leave the stuff of this earth behind so that you can follow Jesus as he's called you to do. The question for you this morning is simply this. Will you press on in the faith according to the call of God in Christ Jesus? Jesus put it simply, follow me. I'm going to put it simply to you this morning. Follow Jesus. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Just a moment, there's going to be a hymn of invitation. As this hymn is played and as we sing it, I invite you to respond to God as he is speaking to your heart this morning. There's three responses that we have to have to God's call to us in Christ Jesus. We need to recognize the relationship of the call, realize the responsibility of the call, and receive the reward of the call. Would you choose to answer that call today? If you don't know Jesus, would you just walk up here during this song of invitation and say, Jake, I want to follow Jesus. Or maybe right now, you need to get up out of your pew as we sing this song and you need to come and kneel at this altar and just say, Jesus, I've gotten off track. Jesus, I've gotten distracted. But Jesus, I want to follow you wholeheartedly.
Jesus, I lay aside the sin and the weight that has ensnared and entangled me so that I can once again run this race of faith, pressing on according to the call that you have given to me. God, I pray that you would continue to move and work in hearts now. And God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would stir each and every one here this morning to respond to the call of God in Christ Jesus and press on in the faith. It's in the name of your Son that we pray. Amen.